If you like dice, and who doesn't, you want to go check out DiceEnvy.com. Check them out for all sorts of beautiful dice, acrylic, metal, and wood, and all sorts of mystery sets and monthly box sets that you can send off for. Check them out by going through the link in our show notes, and you'll be able to buy dice to your heart's content. You will not only be able to get yourself fancy new things to roll, but you will also help us to fund our show because we will get a small part of what you pay. Help us out by going to DiceEnvy.com through the link in our show notes. Also, BattleBards, we will be using some sounds from BattleBards in this show, as you have come to expect. By signing up for a Prime subscription account with the special code of STACK, you will get streaming access to your sounds. You'll get tools that you can use to mix and match for your games. Again, BattleBards.com. Find us on the internet through Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, our email address stack.o.dice at gmail.com, and our wiki is vardalon.fandom.com. Just wanted to take a quick moment before we start to say a special hello to Ryan. Thanks for listening. You know who you are, and we appreciate you and your dad listening to us. Thanks for keeping up with our show. For our question, I'd like to say that cell phones are now a thing in Vardalon. What would your ringtone sound like? <laughs> oh, dear. I think Tira's would either be the, the swoosh and clink of our axe finding purchase in either... Human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Some armor, <laughs> maybe? Or just a loud battle cry. We're the, walking along. The Xena cry. <laughs> We're walking along the and then Tira suddenly cry. we're walking along and then suddenly Tira's phone goes off. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of your stealth missions too. Michael. Oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Probably probably some songbird or something like that. Okay. I can see that, Mr. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. Peter? Last stand by Sabaton. Should we put that in the show notes too? Yes, and see if you can get a little snippet of it to put in. Yeah, I don't want to infringe on any copyright yeah, there. Fine. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll link to it. How's I will that? not perform it live. And why would you like that? Uh, <laughs> it just sounds all crusadery, and that's kind of what Peter is. And it's your favorite band, right? You could say that. You say it. <laughs> Never heard of them. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah, your mom wouldn't have. <laughs> Ow. What did you say about my mom? <laughs> Peter said it. Yeah, Peter said it, not me. That was, right. that was Peter, not me. Yeah. So I just like these little flavor things because they kind of give you a, a sense of who your character is and get you thinking about your character in different ways. And we'll see if any of that plays into this episode. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello, stackers. This is Rhett. Thanks for joining us in this ongoing 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign. I'm Rhett, the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. Thane is Peter Greyhawk. And I was hoping that Thane could give us a recap of what happened last time. Oh, yes. So, we emerged from the jungles of Rahajmanoth onto a very pristine beach where we then suddenly decided to construct a boat that had dowels, mind you. It had dowels. <laughs> but the dowels. But the dowels. <laughs> and so... We immediately embarked upon the seas to get back to the mainland, to the shores of Moriga, and along the way, the dowels failed us, and our ship began to fall apart. The rolls failed Our rolls failed us, because <laughs> that ship was sound. Yeah, we, we were obviously questioning Michael's craftsmanship in that episode. Clearly offending his honor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... After a very, uh, after uh, we managed to scramble our way back onto friendly shores, we were brought in by the townsfolk where I think uh, Wamberbash just kind of fell unconscious or somebody, I forget who it was. I'm just going to say Wamberbash fell unconscious. 
and we were taken into an inn where we then happened to meet a Simmeries. And so we had a good old reunion with our old friend, and he told us to meet us, uh, to, to, to meet him in an open field um, outside of the city early morning the next day. And then as we were going along, we happened to find some slavers who were cutting off the tails of some sham out in the public square before all the people. And, of course, our party wasn't very cool with that. And so Peter decided to go all gung-ho and shot a dude. And so now we are going to see where that takes us today. Thanks for the recap. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! I think I am. The throng raises a din in the open area. Loud cries echo harshly from the hard gray city walls around you. Those closest to the arches leading from the ward flow through, but panicked voices wail around you. Some, close to you, Peter, notice the swirling butterflies and raise a shout of recognition, pointing dirty hands and yelling to those nearest them. In moments, a knot of angry people forms around you, their voices shouting at you with scorn and hate. One woman's twisted face leans in as she sneers, Yeah, what are you going to do, kill us too? What are you all going to do? I have drawn the hood of my cloak of protection over my face, and I'm going to try and escape the mob. Okay. You're just going to run off, huh? Leave us in a lurch. Okay. I thought you guys would, like, follow me or something. Okay, you're surrounded. We're, I was going to say, we're being pressed in on. We can can't I just slip away. Attempt, can I attempt to push through them? You can give Come me... Come on, Peter. <laughs> okay, what am I going to do? What do you want me to do? Pull out my sword and start cleaving? <laughs> no. You can give me a strength check. It's going to be a very high DC. Mm, joy. It's going to be... Remember, you're using the t- D20 that the DM gave you. Ugh. It's going to be a DC of 25. <laughs> because you are surrounded. This is a jam-packed area. So basically, if you roll a 20, you can do it. <laughs> he said it, folks. I heard him. <laughs> Meanwhile, so like, a- after dude, this- just roll. Oh, hang on a second. I'm just saying, as as he's trying to escape, this is what's going through his mind. So like, after it was it was a bit of a climax of emotions. He shot this dude because he was thinking about thumping all that stuff, and so uh, now he's actually thinking about what he just did. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, what is that doing to him? So while Peter still thinks that what he did is justified, he feels like he did it in the wrong manner. Like. I don't know, like... He did it hastily and not... There wasn't any true justice behind it. It was just a knee-jerk reaction. In a sense, yeah. And so Peter is, I think, a little bit troubled. Anyway, so I'm going to make my roll. And that's all across his face. Every every part of that, (laughs) what you just described, is showing on his face. You can read it plainly. That's right. Five! (laughs) That was worth all the build-up. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) You turn around in the direction of the nearest archway and start pushing, but the crowd pushes back vehemently, and you're almost knocked down. You can see the people really pushing in. Womberbash, Tira, are you going to be doing anything? I'm going to spend six side points, um, two on strength. I I can spend six at a time. Two on strength. And the other four will be for Mighty Leap, and that'll give me 80, 80 feet. So I'm going to grab onto them. Uh, I'm going to hold onto both of them, and I'm going to jump. And so I'm going to be holding onto them. That's why I'm using strength. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you the same DC of 25. No, let's do that over again. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants us to deal with this situation. Uh, apparently, <laughs> because he's making it, I don't know, almost impossible. Let's see. So your strength gives you... Brings you up to what with uh, that spell? Um, let's see. I get plus five on strength checks. Plus five on strength checks or plus five to your strength? Uh, as, a pl- as a bonus action, you gain a plus five bonus to strength checks until the end of your turn. Okay. And then your strength modifier is what right now? Two. So basically 18, 19, or 20 will get it for you. I was going to say 17, wouldn't it, too? That would be 24 total. But he said if I get it at least 20, I make it, right? Oh, I, oh, 20 would be a crit. Like, like a, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see. Like okay, so 20. 18, 19, 20? Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. I'll treat you Here comes the roll, maybe. <laughs> After he's done whispering to his die. I feel not cool with this. You're just going to like shrivel away from Wombabash's hand. 
five. <laughs> I'm gonna use a luck point. Okay. <laughs> Tear is disgusted. She's like, oh no. No, Tear is fine. I'm gonna kiss it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I do not approve of this. <gasps> what did you roll? Eighteen. Eighteen. No, it's a sixteen. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, it is a sixteen. Sorry. You can make it out. You you grab onto Tira's shirt. Oh, wait a minute. Do I have a proficiency bonus on that? Inspiration. Oh, oh, you mean? Oh, I don't want to waste I don't it on that. Use okay. all of it just on this one thing. Okay, go. So basically, I had plus five, plus I mean plus two, and I actually have strength because I use psi points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you grab Tira's shirt and Peter's. <laughs> Peter's buttocks. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> At Peter's ear. Then <laughs> 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 <Van> go. <Gogh. laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna grab um the 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 um the straps on the back of his um like breastplate or chest plate or whatever. He's got scale armor on. You're basically gonna have to like grab your fingers under his uh his Okay, his under collar. his collar essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna grab Tara by her beard, I guess. <laughs> I'm just guessing by her shirt. That's that's, or maybe like hooking your hand under her arm. Could I at least, um, clumsily like push through the crowd? At least maybe I don't actually lift off the ground, but with that much strength and sigh and that that pretty good roll and all the extras, I like maybe don't jump, but I just like push through the crowd to get us out in the open so we can start running. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're abandoning the mighty leap, and you're just trying to trying to bull your way through the crowd. Yes. Okay, um, why don't we say that you are holding Tira in front of you and her low center of gravity is actually causing people to unexpectedly bow out of the way. They're <laughs> like a snowplow <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, you shove your way, I'm going to say about 10 feet, and the, uh, the archway is maybe another 10 feet away. And if you want to try again, you can. But now you can hear ringing footsteps, and on the walls, the city walls, guards are now running out. Uh, some of them have pole arms, some of them have crossbows. Ooh, doy. And they're all looking down, and the captain of the guard comes out. He's a very grizzled-looking older fellow with peppery hair. He looks down, he's wearing the purple and white of Camlin, and he's just observing. He sees the three of you like a little almost like a boat sailing through the ocean, pushing against the waves of people. And if you want to give me one more check. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's 13. That's not the Mighty Leap check. It's different. Yeah, you push maybe another couple of feet. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's actually this plus my five strength check, right? Right, 18. Oh, so yeah, it's 18. Okay. Yeah, you push your way another couple of feet, and the crowd is... They give a little bit, but then they start pushing back. And then, Peter, you feel a new hand on your shoulder and a somewhat familiar sweet scent. Um, what? At the same time, there's a cold ring of steel from behind you and a tight voice that seems unnaturally calm. Somehow it cuts over all the shouting and everyone falls silent. Who is this sweet-smelling person that I know? The people... The captain of the guard, everyone, stops. Even the gulls overhead seem to hang frozen in the afternoon's sultry breeze. Captain Erend, this is a matter for the gods. And looking out of your periphery, Peter, you see the lithe form of a woman in silver armor with cerulean highlights. You really need to find yourself a girl, mate. <laughs> Where is the nearest repository of written knowledge? Her fair, shoulder-length hair seems almost white in the lengthening light of the afternoon sun. This one will atone for what he has done, but he will not do it at your hand. Radiance turns to face you, Peter. The crowd has kind of fallen back. I'm not sure what your reaction is. To, I know what Peter's is. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but Bash, Tira, do you... You've never seen her, actually. No. Yeah, you have yeah. no idea who this is. Uh, sorry. That was me, not Tira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Something about the way she speaks commands your attention. Yes, I think Tyr is just kind of staring, almost, uh, well, dazed. <laughs> you almost think you hear the sound of heavenly music <laughs> as she's standing there. There's a little sun ray. Yeah, she seems elevated somehow above everyone, even though she's about the same height as... Are those wings on her back? Peter and Wamberbesh. Her beautiful face is hard. Her eyes are like burning ice. She slides her heavy sword into its sheath where it clicks with a startlingly final sound. As she looks at you, Peter, she says, the aura of the one you worship hangs heavy on you, just as it did in Flynnmore, young friend. Her voice is now quiet enough to be audible only to those within a couple feet of you. I saw what you did, but more importantly, so did your goddess. You will follow me, and you will submit yourself to her correction. And she begins to walk ahead of you out of the ward. At the sight and sound of this stranger ordering Peter, but also the whole party around, speech returns to Tira, and so she kind of shakes her head to clear it and says, Wait, who are you? We're not following you anywhere. I, I turn to her and... Words are just like not a thing Peter's doing right now, but I think his look. Yeah, describe the of, look. It's is it blue steel? It's Magnum. <laughs> Magnum. Whoa! <laughs> oh, look out! The eyes just have like a finality and a resignation in them that tells Tira, "I have to go." Radiance looks back at the three of you and says, "Only this one must come with me." You may come or stay, as you will. I'm going. We're not leaving him. Wherever you're taking him, we're going to go. She just turns and walks on. Peter follows. Okay. I guess let's go, Bash. I don't know what's going on. You make your way through the streets. They wind here and there. This is a port city, apparently made without heavy wagons in mind at first. Kind of like if you've ever been to the city of Boston. Those streets are all over the place. And uh, so it winds through the street, and the further back you get from the port, the nicer it gets. Because sailors, (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Eventually you find yourself in what could probably best be described as the temple ward. Uh, So you start to see familiar-looking symbols, Peter. And there ahead of you is the temple and familiar seal of Vasham. Mm. Other buildings in this district are certainly more eye-catching, but there's something quietly pleasing about this temple. An elegant colonnade runs across the front through which you can make out a verdant garden surrounding a small fountain. Behind this, made of simple squared white stone, the main building rises to a dome of alternating gold and green. Radiance steps into the cool of the colonnade shadow, and holds a quiet conversation with a gray-robed acolyte there, her hand on one of his shoulders and a firm gaze throughout. With a nod, the acolyte slips away. We are to wait in the foregarden, she says, and beckons to you, Peter. I follow. So again, uh, any response? I'm just following. Okay. Are you staying with Peter, or are you, like, hanging back? I'm, like, a little little back. I'm I'm a little further back. Okay. Peter, or Thane, do you want to take a moment to describe some of the detail of the garden? You're welcome to. Walking in, you are just hit by a wave of aromatic scents because gardens are rarely ever just to be pleasing to the eye among Vashemites. They're mostly for herb growing, you know, being um, medical people as we are. And so it's mostly all the plants are, are... grown in neat little rows and in categories of their different kinds. Um, their you know, rows might even be labeled um, as to what, you know, what kind of herb is growing there. Maybe even a little bit about what it does. That's the majority of this garden. Maybe a couple of flowers are planted in the corners just to, you know, really touch it up a bit, but mostly it's a utilitarian garden. Great. After a long period of waiting, 
eventually a very tall, thin man dressed in a comfortable-looking green robe comes out. He seems almost to glide over the ground. His hands are kind of folded into his sleeves, and he has a, a gray beard. And as he approaches you and Radiance, Peter, he says, I would have thought you elsewhere, Paladin of Ardan. This is the High Healer, Peter. You know him to be one of the leaders of the faith of Asham. And he smiles slightly as Radiance turns and hugs him. Her reserve seems to slip just the slightest bit for a moment, but then she remembers herself. It is always so, High Healer Valerian. Ardan's wheel drives me on. And then she sighs. May I speak with you? They retreat at a leisurely pace to another corner of the garden, Radiance's hands gesture as she speaks, pausing every now and then for an inaudible but stately response from the High Healer. At long last, Valerian approaches you, Peter. He sits on a white bench in the sun, and for another moment says nothing, seeming instead to be taking in the sights and smells of the garden. When he does speak, it is in a murmur, but one that is clear to your ear. You have had a difficult day, my son. I have. Would you care to tell me about it? We lost one of our friends. We are travelers. And along the way, one of our friends was taken from us. He was a dragonborn. He nods with understanding. And when we came here and saw the way they were treated, it is, it is not news to us, but it was enough. This world is a cruel place, and not all see the light of the gods as you and I do. All who devote themselves to the service of the Green Lady vow to preserve life, even if they do not accept her. He sighs and spreads his fingers over his knees, sitting in silence. But you must forgive me. My place is not to preach, but to lead you. Please follow me. And he stands and waits for you. I follow. And the two of them disappear into the temple. I, I don't know that we should f go in there. What do you think? I don't think we should go in there. I don't even know what's happening. Clearly this is a temple of the goddess that Peter serves under. And he's been brought here for correction or guidance or something after what happened back there. I hate to let him out of my sight, but I don't know. This place is just feels weird. I don't... I don't think we should follow them in there. It's all religion-y up here. <laughs> I just don't want anything to happen to Peter. Like, is there any way you can call for the stag and that he can explain? I really don't feel like they're going to hurt him. These people seem almost unnecessarily gentle. I think that they're just going to, I don't know, help him understand why he did what he just did and get him back on track. I'm trying to think. How far are we, are we from the door that they just went into? Um, I'd say the door is, in, in my mind, I'm seeing it about 20 feet, 25 mm -hmm. feet away. I'm certainly going to move over closer to the door um, just to be ready in case I hear sounds of struggle or something like that from within. Um, as for calling the stag, I, I don't know. that he, He's never really just come at my command. He seems to come when... He feels we need something from him. It sure would be good to see him right now, though. You're right. The bottom line is Peter did something he shouldn't have done. And he's going to have to explain it. He can do it himself. Radiance is still here. Oh, is she? Yeah. I thought she went in with that. I thought she like, no. wandered off or went in yeah. with them. As a paladin of Arden, I guess she doesn't really have a need to go into this temple. She's not prohibited from it, but um, yeah, she's just out here. She's listening and she's nodding okay. in agreement with you. Okay. So then may I turn to her? Is that, 
Is that a fair assumption? I mean, they're not going to... Peter's not in any danger in there, is he? I am not completely familiar with the ways of Vasham's worshippers. Wait, what does that mean? Are you trying to tell me that they might do something to him? This this correction that you brought him here for might be... Detrimental to his health. (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to tell me that this correction you brought him here for might be something physical? I really do not know. My concern is that his actions have harmed the name of Paladin today. Well, he was just doing what he... You guys don't know what we've been through here. That is true. There are reasons for what, for what he did. He just wasn't thinking clearly at the, at the time. Surely you can understand that. In a sense, I can understand, yes. But as paladins, we are earthly representatives of our gods. And we must abide by their teachings, or else we are nothing. Our reputations are all we have. This is the first mistake like this he's made. You paladins have some kind of zero-tolerance policy? Tira's getting irritated. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) You can see her jaw working a little bit. And she stands. I have things to which I must attend. Ooh. I will be back here in about 30 minutes. I have a feeling this will take some time. Good day to you, Madam Dwarf. Good day to you, sir. She bows slightly and then leaves the foregarden. <laughs> and Tira explodes. Yeah, like, like anger in, uh, in Inside Out. <laughs> so Tira is left just sort of staring, kind of fuming after her. Can you believe her? She would not give me a straight answer. She doesn't know. Bash is like, I'll leave me out of it, lady. <laughs> I just got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I see. She's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> for this she's idea. too skinny for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> Get some groceries on them bones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like a little meat on my bones. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, now, before all of this happened, Bash, you were looking at going to the barber and getting a buckler and... Uh, Tira, I think you were just kind of accompanying him, but if there's anything you want to take care of, now would be a good time for you to do that. I can't leave him here. Yeah. Okay. Just in case I hear something through the door, I need to bust in there. Yeah, I would say that whatever little errands we were thinking of running before all this happened have been fairly well pushed from our minds for the moment anyway. Okay. I will walk around the garden to see if there's any edibles around. Mm. I mean, I I know I'm seeing some mint, but I'm trying to look for some other stuff. Yeah. And Tira's also going to take a walk around, but not for that purpose, more almost like sizing the place up and trying to be prepared if anything, you know, if any harm is coming to Peter. What do I find as far as edibles here? Do I see anything sure. like plums or uh, there are peanuts? No, there's no fruits. Uh, okay. Like Thane said, <laughs> Thane said, uh, Got some oregano <laughs> herbs. So, I mean, you're going to find a wide selection of herbs in this garden. It's a very temperate climate. No, we're not going to run off and do other little things. You're going to have to continue this little... Uh, Charade. This, this uh, therapy session for Peter. Okay. <laughs> or a little heart-to-heart. Are there windows that we can maybe, like, climb up and peer, peer in? Or? <laughs> climb up and pee. <laughs> I said peer. Peer in. <laughs> All of the... <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you what I think of a sham. <laughs> Take these <Yeah>. ears. <laughs> All of the windows are are basically slits, and they're higher up in the building. It's it's like a heavy foundation going up to more airy. How wide are the uh, are the slits? Pretty narrow. You would not be able to slip in unless you shrink. That's why I'm asking what the size <laughs> is. Yeah, uh, I would say six to eight inches. Okay, then. (laughs) Tira, as she's walking around the building, (laughs) notices these high windows. Sure. With slits. (laughs) Bash, Bash, come look at this. Do you think if you you, uh, did that... Thing that you do? Yeah, do that that shrinking thing that That you do. That sounds like a song. Do that thing you do? Yeah. I can get in there. 
Or at least be able to see what's going on. I can only be in there for a short time, though. Ten minutes, approximately. (laughs) (laughs) But that's actually ten rounds of a... That's actually (laughs) 100 rounds, right? Because it's ten ten moves in a minute, right? Six seconds per round. Okay. So, um, let me me concentrate. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) I'm going to spend two side points and go to um, miniature form. Which uh, brings me to uh, six inches, six inches wide. Okay. So I can just, I can just slip in there. So you're gonna have to lift me up. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I like we do better to toss you. Yeah. <laughs> now here's the deal. I shrink, but my stuff doesn't. So there's this little wee naked man that you're gonna have to lift up and put into the window. I'll uh, stand on your palm. When I say high up, I'm talking like twenty feet up. <laughs> so do you? You want to walk that back? I mean, basically, it's it's like a two story building, and those windows are up near the near where the Maybe dome starts. You do that, let me let me look around here and see if there are, there's nothing to climb up, nothing near the building, or if I mighty leap, do I leap the same <laughs> amount of leapage that I had when I was biggish? Everything gets reduced by <laughs> so instead of twenty feet, it's twenty inches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I, what I can say <laughs> to, yeah, it's a little flea from uh, a bug's life, right? <laughs> uh, Tira, I would say that you can, you can toss him underhanded and I think with a DC of 10, that'll be sufficient. So with a, st- uh, take your pick of strength or dexterity. Probably strength. I, dexterity I'm, I'm going for it aim though because you want to try and hit the six inch slit so let's make it a dexterity throw uh do you have anything that you're proficient in in dexterity no nothing in dexterity so plus two modifier but i mean yeah too bad but and because it's an underhanded toss and you said you're wearing nothing now, right? Yes. There's just a puddle of Womberbash clothes on the ground. Yes. And this little and this guy, like be- bearded, big-haired, <laughs> naked guy. <laughs> about how tall? Six um, inches tall? Yeah, I'm about... Um, That's like a foot tall. I'm six inches wide, so I'm about, um, I'd say almost a foot tall. Okay. See, I've been imagining, all this time that we've been shrinking down, I've been imagining you like two inches tall. No, that's later. Yeah. I don't have enough side points for that. I see. Yeah, so um, you're able to grab him, and if you miss, then I'll say with a successful dexterity check, you'll be able to catch him and preserve him from damage from hitting the ground. All I can think of, Bash, is just to toss you up there. Wait Wait a second. Okay, oh no. Are we going to have to walk all this back? I am now going to. I already spent two side points, and now I'm we. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I am now going to spend five side points. Left. Oh well, no, he no, had we a long had, rest. had a long rest. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I've got a million. Okay. Um I'm gonna don wings. When you're teeny? So I can fly. Okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> That's even better. So Terry, you reach for him and he kind of like steps back with a little look on his face. <laughs> I'm naked, don't touch me. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so I sprout wings and I fly. <laughs> I actually noticed it's a little easier to fly. Because gravity doesn't have the same effect on me as it would if I was larger size. That's I, I do also have plus five on dexterity checks while I'm while I'm this size as well. Okay. With a flurry of wings, you lift off from the ground and you head for the nearest slit. As you land on it, your feet are a little warm because <laughs> uh, it's been sitting in the sun mm-hmm. all day, and this is a hot area of the world. Uh, but you step into the shade very quickly, and you look in. Your eyes adjust. And you see what looks like a wood-paneled room inside. Do I see anyone? Not here, no. Do I see doors and stuff, though? There's a couple of doors. As you're looking into the room, the left end of the room, and then straight ahead in the room. And there's pillars? Not up here. Not okay. up here. The, the walls are sufficient to support the roof here. Does light um, come in but stay more toward the center so that's darker around the outer skirts of the walls, per se? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to fly down. And I'm going to scurry along the wall, essentially like a, like a rat would. Okay. Um, so you fold your wings back and yep. you drop just, down with a little splat as your yep, feet hit the yep. ground to the floor. <laughs> and I'm almost like a, like, a, a, uh, like a pigeon. I'm like... Are you doing like 
<laughs> Are you doing like Kronk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't awake at this part. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm scurrying along trying to find where, where Peter might be. Okay. You leave this room, which appears to be some kind of, I don't know, let's say like a meditation room. It's pretty sparse. The next room, or heading straight or left? Uh, left. Heading left. It's a hallway that goes along the, the length of the temple. From somewhere down below, you can hear the sounds of quiet movement and maybe some low talking. It doesn't sound like either the high healer or Peter. Okay, I'm going to go back the other way. Okay. Uh, this is a big building, too. This is not just like a little chapel thing. <laughs> With your so, little three-inch <laughs> gate. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's a lot going on in here. It's an active temple. Going straight, there's another room. Uh, this one appears to be perhaps a vestry. There's clothes hanging up maybe for officiants who do some of the ceremonies here. And out of this room, there's a doorway that goes straight ahead. Is the door open or is it closed? The door's open. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to go through that door. Yeah. Uh, you go through another room. They all begin to kind of blur together as you're moving through. Up on this upper level, you're basically doing a circuit around the circular dome area of the building. In each of the rooms, there is a little balcony that looks into the main part of the temple and down into the, the open room below. Okay, can I go over to one of the balconies and sort of look down to see if I see Peter? You don't see all? Peter here. Okay. Um, I don't have much time. I got to head back. Okay. I, I got to head back. So I'm going to, um, go to where I came in and I'm going to f- try to fly up to the window and I'm, before I come all the way down, I'm going to lean over and say, I don't, I don't see him anywhere. Actually. <clears throat> I say, can I hear him? I don't see him anywhere. <laughs> can I hear him with his tiny little voice? I can actually. Okay. Okay. Modify yeah, that. Just, yeah. I, I don't, I don't see him anywhere. Can I hear him? You can hear a little voice drifting down to you, but you're able to make it out. You don't see him anywhere, nowhere at all? No, it's too big. There's too many, there's too many rooms. All right, well, come on back down before you, before you change back. (laughs) 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 I become one with the building. (laughs) All right, so I, I, I essentially land, and uh, I'm going to stand next to my clothing, so when it wears off, I can hurry I, up and don. Yeah, I'm fine with you being able to dismiss this okay. at will. Okay. You don't have to ride it out. Uh, so basically, yeah, you, you grow back up, and your arms like grow into the sleeves and everything, and it's just like you're... And then I realize it's on back. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> ah! Now you're wearing a dress. Right. Tira... I couldn't, I, I didn't, I mean, it was, there was too many rooms and it took me forever to get from one room to the next. I mean, that place is too big and, and he has gone in and it's been too long. I couldn't see any sign of where he would was, was, was. You didn't hear or see anything that would suggest what's happening in there? No, I heard some, some speaking, but it didn't sound like Peter and it didn't sound like that guy. Ugh, I hate waiting. Tara just kind of starts pacing back and forth. Why can't we just go the in there? Let's just walk in. Ah, but you see, they have one of those little velvet rope things in front of the yeah. <laughs> I did see a room where they have, like, clothing that these people wear. We could sneak in and pretend that we belong there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think my hair and my beard are going to give me away. But let's, um, let's just go in there and yeah, never I, mind I'll show that. you where the let's room just... is. So right. we're going to try to go to the room and go to the uh, area where they have those, the... Uh, Garments. Extra robes, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so that means you're going to have to go into the temple and then go upstairs. You head inside, and as soon as you step through, there's a feeling of peace that surrounds you and an immediate coolness, uh, almost like there's a breeze blowing through that keeps the air fresh, and there's a scent of, again, the mixed spices and herbs and things that are growing that really just make this feel like a, a quiet, growing place. It's, it's this way. It's over this way. Okay. All right. You make your way. <laughs> All that for. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. We're in. <laughs> uh, you make your way around this circular room down below, and you do see a staircase. There's an acolyte cleaning, uh, like wiping the stone or something or scrubbing. 
I'm just gonna go up the stairs. Yeah, like I, like I'm, to I'm meant or? to be here or something. Yeah, we're just gonna try and play it off. Like, hey. Okay. <laughs> Give him the what's up nod. No, I'm actually gonna avoid eye contact and just hope that he doesn't look at us. I guess you walk with enough assertion that he just continues his scrubbing and you make your way up the stairs. Okay, I think it's um, it's over here. It's over here. Okay, you make your way. Uh, that is one room removed. And so the next room is the vestry. And there, let me make sure I'm using that right. Yeah, that's it. The vestrimentarium. <laughs> there is a room with several very nice looking robes, kind of like what the high healer was wearing, but maybe a little bit different. Wait, wait a minute. I just realized... I don't think any of these robes are going to fit you. I'll make do. Just hand me one. Just find. <laughs> oh, you know what? Take one of these. And so I just, I'm just going to pull it up off the ground, like the bottom off the ground sort of thing, and just tie a rope up underneath. So it, dra- you know, it drapes yeah. down underneath or whatever, just to hike it up or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then just pull fine. your sleeves yeah, up. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be like fine. This. Let's just go. Okay. So um, I know that I didn't hear anything back downstairs and around there, so let's go this way. Okay, so you make your way back downstairs? No, we're continuing. Or continuing around the circle? Yeah, yeah, around the circle. You make your way through the series of rooms and just various things up there. Nothing really of interest to you and certainly no sign of Peter or of Valerian. Are there stairs going further up? No, this is the top level of the temple. It's a two-floor temple. I guess we gotta go back. I don't know, we gotta go back downstairs. We were just down there in here. There was nobody there. It was just an antechamber of some kind. But we got to go back down that hallway. I guess he was down there. All right, let's go. Where downstairs? Yeah, wasn't it just one big giant room like like yeah, the entry it, hallway? It goes through to like a back part also. We want to go to the back part also. Uh, you start to make your way that way. And as you do, Valyrian does step through the doorway. And he looks a little troubled. Like he's coming out of a room? He's coming out of whatever the back part of the temple is. Does he is. notice us, per se, or? He does notice you. We don't blend in? You keep in. using that word. <laughs> I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's coming out of the back part of the temple. Through that archway, you can see some natural light, but it seems to be a little bit distant. So maybe there's more rooms and stuff back here. He does notice you. Where's Peter? Thanks for blowing our cover immediately, Wombervash. He is communing. Why do you look so upset? It is always troubling when one of Visham's own, especially one of such high standing, has so much to talk about. Is he safe here? Is anything going to happen to him? I, I do not know. You don't know? What do you mean you don't know? Just his life happens in many different ways. Visham deals with different situations in many, many different ways. Is he a prisoner here? Can he leave? He is not a prisoner. I want to see him. I want to make sure he's all right. He still looks very concerned, but he does say, you may accompany this way, but you may not go in. I follow close behind him. Okay. He stops at a, an open archway that leads out into another beautiful garden in the back of the temple. There are all sorts of natural plants growing. This is, as opposed to the front garden, the fore garden, this one is completely uncultivated. Uh, so it's wildflowers growing. It's a, almost a grotto looking where there's a cave recessed and a, a waterfall coming down. Home sweet home. It looks wonderful. And as you approach the doorway, you do see Peter there. He is kneeling. His back is rigid. His head is bowed. He seems to be shaking. Is there anybody else there other than him? Just him. Is there any evidence that he's, like, what, what kind of shaking this is? Like shaking with sobs or shaking like he's being possessed or... There's no sound and he is just shaking. It's not like the... Not necessarily like the heaving of crying, although it could be if there were sound. And he continues like that for as long as you let him. Once I get here, Tira is sort of brought up short by the sight of him, by the sight of Peter, so overcome with whatever it is, he kind of stops and 
is unsure whether she needs to charge forward and stop this or let it happen. And just really conflicted. But she's kind of brought up short for a moment there. Okay. Wamberbash just feels fine that he's not hurt. Mm-hmm. Like physically, I don't see any blood or any beating marks or anything like that. Yeah. He He's completely unmarked, unharmed. Peter, I will let you say one thing, whatever you want it to be. Do not fear, my friends. It is all by the will of the gods. And with that, he falls forward on his face. Peter! Tyr rushes forward. You rush to his side. I can see you almost like skidding in on your mm-hmm. knees. Yep. Your hands are, are touching him. At his him. shoulders, yeah. Walmberbash. I'm just standing there. Tira, you turn him over and his lips are blue. He is not breathing and his face has actually gone a little bit gray. Peter! I'm shaking him, shaking him. I'm going to look at the healer and say, what happened to him? What's going on? What have you done? He looks absolutely stunned. And he comes over and he kneels down next to you. And he puts his hand on Peter's neck. And then quickly, almost worriedly, he puts his hand on the other side of his, of his throat and switches back, and he begins to cry. Can't you do something? Stop this! He is just so overcome. Tears are splashing down. Is he dead? Tira, is Peter dead? I don't know! I don't know! You feel and see no sign whatsoever of life in Peter. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> Are you trying to get out of this? Uh, no joke! Did you know this was going to happen? Did you guys collaborate on this? You talked about this, didn't you? You know, Did you know this was going to happen? You're, I think your he mother is, asked you a he question. He is ignoring me. He is avoiding all my <laughs> All right, so let's talk experience points. <laughs> well, I think Peter should get 50 for dying. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to level do, up anymore. I think I'll do it again for the experience. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give each of you three experience points. Uh, yeah, three experience points. For the various things that you've done, um, the role-playing aspect, uh, I'm also going to give you five experience points for meeting High Healer Valerian, because he is a pivotal figure in the world and appropriate to your level. You guys attempt to like get into the temple. Do you know what the Do you know what the level of uh, his squeeze is? What, what's her level? Radiance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what it is. I mean, is it, is she high? You get the impression around her that she has a very, very quiet strength to her. Okay. That's all I'll say. So let's hear your nominations. Grief. We really didn't do much in this one. I mean, it was a a role-playing heavy episode. You know, I feel like Tira finally finding her tongue and trying to go toe-to-toe with that lady and be like, hey, explain to me what's going on mm-hmm. here. And, and also try, going to bat for Peter and saying, you guys don't, this is a special circumstances. He's not just your average everyday paladin. Mm-hmm. We've been doing different things than what you guys normally do. I think you should be held to a different standard. Why don't you take two? I, I liked your arguing. It was also very much in character with Tira. <laughs> uh, Peter, for... His recap to Valerian of what, when he said, why don't you tell me what happened? And so Thane's little monologue there was very moving. Okay. Why don't you take two nonsense points? (laughs) Nonsense? Is he really dead? He's dead. It's like, probably like movie dead or something. Like like (laughs) movie. It's comic book dead. He's comic book dead. dead. His evil twin. Yeah, brother. it was his twin brother, right? <laughs> Thump will imbue his body. There you go. And then he won't be able to actually let I smells have, out. So. I, see, I already have a fan theory. Is this? Are we going to be doing? A- is this your theory, or is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, okay. well, obviously it's not a fan theory. I haven't talked to any fans yet. No, I'm, I'm talking about this is my theory about what's happening with Peter. So he had to pay for the life of that dude. 
So he died, but they're going to then bring him back and as something else or something. You mean like Aslan? Kind of. Like when he comes back now, he will have been like, like he has paid the He's price. He's going to be Gandalf the White. Yes. He'll be Peter the White. <laughs> Peter's <laughs> already white. Peter's already white. <laughs> Is he? We've never said. Uh, that's yes. true. We haven't. I think it's pretty evident. (laughs) He's a pretty white guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's very white. (laughs) All right, uh, what about Bash? Well, we need to get Bash. No, we don't need to get Bash. Never mind. You don't need points. Forget him. Yes, you get points for the transformation. Thank you. (gasps) Why would I not get points? I don't understand. Because you have enough. So Peter and Bash, go ahead and take two. So basically, you've got ten. Basically, you've got ten for the for the episode. Catching up. All right, hurry up and finish so we can do the other one and find out what happens. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, good job. I thought there were some fun things here. Um, (laughs) Some fun things. (laughs) Some not so fun things. And uh, yeah, just some good story advancement. Let's have a recap of your experience points. Let's start with Thane first. Peter Greyhawk is 81 points into Into death. (laughs) (laughs) Tira is 75 points into level 7. Wamberbash is 84 points into level 7. Great. Yeah, there's some interesting things going on. Basically, I was in a, an interesting position after the last episode, so I had to really do some hard thinking about what that meant. And so what has happened in this episode, I think, is in keeping with Peter's decision from last time. And that's what it amounted to, was a decision. Now, shake your head at it all you want. The difference between lawful good and chaotic good is that lawful good relies on the law to apply good and as right as we like to think that Peter's actions were uh, it was very much circumventing the law and so that's the hard thing about playing a lawful good character I mean he essentially murdered somebody yeah without due process Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's really where the, the hard part of this for a DM came in what do I do with that? And oh, by the way, you're in a foreign city. Well, not foreign, but you're in a, a different city. You are scheduled to meet somebody at a certain time the next day. And so, I mean, there's all sorts of interesting things going on that I had to basically work around this week. And it made for a longer planning process than, <laughs> than I've been used to for these games. I appreciate the challenge thing. And, um, and see ya. Yeah. And we'll see you. <laughs> Again, where this all takes us next time here at Stack of Dice. Uh, we emerge from the jungles of Rahajman. Start that over, sorry. We emerge from the jungles of Rahajman. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> we emerge from the jungles of Rahajman.